Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews, I'm Lee. And I'm Will. And today we're going to talk about the fourth episode of WandaVision called We Interrupt This Program. Very, um, very so, aptly named. <laughs> oh, perfect. I mean, just, just like everything else, they've done a really good job naming these episodes to kind of get, and it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's punny in a way, but it's, it's very well done. Um, so just as an update for those who don't listen to us, who haven't listened to us, we get pretty down deep into the episode. So if you haven't seen the episode, as much as I would not like to tell somebody to not listen to us, don't listen to us yet. Go especially watch the episode, then is, talk this to is us. <laughs> especially this episode. This is the episode that you do not want to listen to if you have not already yes. seen it. Exactly. Um, I, I've got a friend of mine who he reached out to me and he sent me this um, video that kind of explains like the comic background to some of the stuff. And it was like he sent it just before this episode, and it's odd that he did because it was kind of pertaining to it. And I'm like, oh, man, how many episodes have you watched? He goes, oh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm just like, why are you watching this video if you haven't watched the show yet? And don't send this to me. Stop ruining, <laughs> ruining my experience. Mm. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because having that info now, I'm like, okay, I, I, it really kind of drove home some of my theories about this, which, you know, of course, we'll discuss as we get in. But anyway, again... Spoiler alert. Always spoiler alert. You listen to us, there's a spoiler in everything we discuss. Except for those quick little reviews about like MCU and Disney, whatever. But still, if we're talking about an episode of something or a movie, please make sure you've listened to it or watched the movie first. A show. Anyway, so let's just kind of go over what this show has been so far. I mean, so far we've been watching this and it's been very, you know, sitcom centric, you know, focused on, on sitcoms from the fifties to sixties and we get to the seventies and, um, it's, they've done a great job really embodying what those episodes, what those, um, sitcoms represented at the time. Mm -hmm. They have the feel of it. They have like the, the music down the, you know, the, the title sequence, uh, even just the way they speak and the way they dress, like it's very, very well done. And it makes you feel like you're watching an old Nick at night show. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, nostalgia all over the place because, of course, you and I are of that certain age where we grew up with a lot of that Nick at Night stuff back in the '90s. So there's mm-hmm. definitely that part that we can relate to. Um, before we even really get started, I do want to say that after last week's episode, I was kind of not me personally, but I was kind of questioning the decision to make every episode like this without really giving any context of what was going on. And all yeah. of those worries have kind of been laid to bed with this episode. And oh, it's yeah. really it's really only for one reason. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are much younger than we are who are watching that show. And I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, dog anybody or knock on anybody out there, but the 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 patience for this kind of a slow burn, I feel like mm. isn't really there anymore like you can't unless you're going to do something like netflix and you're going to release everything all at once right this kind of slow burn i could see it i could see it boring a lot of people who are watching this and i did see a little bit of that i was going to say this could be a a huge failure in the millennium exactly exactly it it potentially could have been you're you're absolutely right it potentially could have been a huge failure failure and it was a huge gamble to do three Mm. episodes that were in that style without really giving, you know, anything in, in the way of, of answers or shining any kind of light on anything that was going on. And I'm really glad that this is the episode that they decided, 
it, it's almost like it's almost like the production team and Kevin Feige specifically knew, okay, we need to do something before we, you know, really bore or frustrate, you know, the majority of our audience. And it was it, it just incredible farsight to be able to do something like mm. that because as soon as you're thinking it, they do something to further along the plot. And I really appreciated mm-hmm. that. I thought it was amazing. This uh, this episode I, yeah was incredible from from beginning to end and i do want to start with the beginning and i just want to i just want to say the chaos that the world would be in after hulk's snap to bring everybody back is unparalleled it's something that it's something that you never really talk about because of everything else that's going on in endgame like everybody comes mm-hmm. back and then you immediately jump into big ba- b- battle and you you have to you know fight Thanos and get him out of here. It doesn't really take time to kind of meditate on what kind of state the world is in now now that everybody has come back. You know what right. I mean? And mm-hmm. here it it, it kind of does like you 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 open up and you get this amazing hospital scene. Uh, it's and it's perfect that it happens in a hospital and you just have all these people just, you know, <laughs> spontaneously you know reassembling and and now they're there and it's just i my <laughs> mind was blown of how chaotic this would be and i like how you call it reassembling it just makes me go civilians reassemble yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> but i mean so i thought there was one thing that was interesting about it so the, the only other time we saw like what they referred to as the blip you know was in in spider-man far from home and the way they did it in Far From Home was was different than the way they did it here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one scene in Far From Home that it, it, it sticks with me. And it makes me, you know, kind of know how the whole thing happened where it's like suddenly these people, it's five years later. They still look the same, but technically they're older, but they're not because five years went by. Yeah. Well, they had that one scene where there's a basketball game going on. And then the, the marching band just shows up in the middle of the basketball game. Yeah. And they all just kind of drop right there. The way they showed up was an instantaneous thing. It wasn't a slow, you know, reassemble, as you called it, you know, that they showed here in WandaVision. So as far as continuity goes, you know, they dropped the ball there. I like um, this a lot I just, better. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like this a lot better, too. Okay. Uh, it makes more sense. Um, but for a continuity standpoint, you know, I was like, I wish they did it that way the first time. But it wouldn't have been as comedic as what they did in Far From Home, you know, where just, right. they just show up there. Um, so I can see that, but I, I do have to finally say something a little negative about this show because I'm tired of just, like, kissing Feige's butt. <laughs> so that that is my one thing I will say that I'm like, uh, eh, okay, whatever. I mean, that's bound to happen over the course of you know, how many years now of, of movies, you know, tw- mm-hmm. uh, 12 years of of this of everything of the storytelling going on things are going to change i mean just like in in the star wars stuff where light speed looks different you know um hyperspace or whatever you know it's it's it looks different now and they started that with the new trilogy I'm like uh never looked like this before it looks like we're watching doctor who anyway yeah i i think it's it's really great that they did this it reminds me um, the way that they tie it in reminds me of the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Again, if you haven't yeah. watched any of this stuff, don't listen to us right now. <laughs> but, spoiler alert, at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he goes back in to the quantum realm, right? And um, then everybody's gone when he's, like, calling back on the radio and nobody's there to bring him back. And that's how everything starts with Endgame. Um, so 
I love that they just tied it in like that. So this is like that was the end of that movie, and here's the beginning of this. And you're like, oh man, look at all these things that are tying in because of the snap. It's still relevant, even though Endgame is done and all that stuff happens. The snap is still this real relevant situation that's that's you know very involved. Mm. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm I'm wondering now. Ooh. Okay. I, 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 maybe I'm going too far, but let's just throw it out there anyway. I'm wondering now, like, how much time was it for this character, Monica, who, you know, as we're talking about it now, wakes up in the hospital. She comes back, you know, to the world. Um, I think how much she time says, passed bet- between she doing that and her going back to her job at S.W.O.R.D.? That's because if that's the case, if that's the case here, I'm confused because if she shows back up, and then this is going on, and Wanda's in this world. Hmm. Is this after Endgame? This is this is. It oh, must, of course, this some, is after Endgame. Well, of, of course it's it. Well, of course it's after Endgame. But according because, to us, Hulk, starting off with the snap. Okay, so Hulk back, snaps and brings everybody back, and it's not. I mean, it's it's that's hours. the end of the movie. <laughs> it's oh, well, yeah. exactly. It's the end of the movie, and it's you know in, in their in their world, it's probably you know a matter of a couple of hours before. Okay. Thanos and well, then this makes a lot of is, sense is because, away. yeah. So this makes sense because, like, right after the battle and all that stuff happened, that's when all of this stuff can be taking place. That makes total sense. So this mm-hmm. does fit very well. So anyway, I mean, the whole point here. Let's just kind of get into the whole thing. Is we find out that this character, uh, Geraldine, that we've seen, and I mean, maybe I saw a spoiler about this. Maybe I didn't, or it was a theory or whatever. But just seeing who she was, knowing that she was out of place, knowing that something was happening, especially after the last episode we watched, we knew she did not belong in this world, and no. she knew more than she needed to. Um, and that's when Wanda was like, peace, <laughs> and threw her back out right through the force field there, um, the energy field. And, but the whole theory was, oh, she's Monica Rambeau, which makes yes. perfect sense. She's the girl who helped Captain Marvel design her suit. You know, that's the only way I can think of it. Um, so... Pretty cool that they're tying it back in here, and you find out her mother was Maria Rambo, um, or Rambo, I guess. Not Rambo, whatever. Anyway, um, and she works for S.W.O.R.D. Okay, now we're going to get into who S.W.O.R.D. is, because S.W.O.R.D. has meant different things and represented different things based on what we've seen. Some people were thinking that S.W.O.R.D. were the bad guys, but I will just have to say yet again, I told you all so. This is all Wanda's doing, and we oh, no. understand that now. <laughs> it, it, not really. It's not. I still don't think uh, that it is. There's well, there's somebody, more to it. Okay, there's more go, to we're, it. But- we're going, we're, we're, again, I like to jump all over the place, especially with a television show like this, because it, it's very difficult to talk about it, you know, se- sequential. Mm-hmm. We find mm-hmm. out that there is somebody editing this feed. Mm-mm. No. That is not Wanda. I do not believe that that is Wanda. Oh. You think somebody's cutting out those parts? I think somebody's purposely cutting out those parts. Eh, I don't know about that. She okay. is. I, I don't think she I is. Think she, I, I think she is. Uh, no. Because the whole point is she's trying to live in this false reality. I mean, well, whatever, we'll get through it. Um, but the whole point here is S.W.O.R.D. Sword is clearly, they're just trying to observe and figure out what's going on and solve this issue. We, so we... Um, she shows up there and we get, the, we get what they call a sword in this universe here. Sentient weapon operation response division. And okay. I, I believe in the comics it's sentient world. I brought that up last week. Yeah. 
And yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah, it it, it, <laughs> it it makes sense that it's sentient weapon right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we're go, we're moving forward in the MCU, and we're definitely you know getting into you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is I mm. I believe that's going to that movie plays some key elements in this show. I think yes. I, I read an interview where Kevin Feige said that, and there's another movie. I don't know if it's Spider-Man or something else, but and we yes. know that yeah, further down the pipeline, we're going to be getting the Eternals. So right, it's 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 all it's all connected. So the, the fact that this is mm-hmm. called Sentient World right now, I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with well, you know weapon. changing yeah. the name. Yeah, I don't have a problem with right, it right, right now. Right. Well. So we, we get this character, we get a sense of who she is now. You know, we saw her as a kid, now she's here. She comes back to her job at S.W.O.R.D., right? And they're like, oh, you must not work here because her car doesn't work. Guy's a jerk to her. And then her, her old, I don't know, partner or understudy or whatever took over the position she would have gotten. Mm. And he basically explains to her that she's grounded, she's only doing terrestrial missions, she's not going doing whatever else because they're just concerned after what happened with her being gone for so long. Um, that was a protocol that was put in place by her mother, who basically developed sword. What kind of interesting weird, when you find out. That's a really hmm? weird thing to implement. You know, anybody that yeah. comes back from the blip isn't allowed to do, you know, extraterrestrial missions anymore. Yeah. That's an odd one. That's, it's, it is, but it's not. Her mother's the one who implemented it, and her yeah, mother is but her mother. I get, well, no, it's for all agents. Right. Any but agent, knowing that her, any agent knowing that that her disa- daughter disappeared. Okay, so limited, limited to just your daughter. Like, if you want to be selfish like that, nah. fine, I would buy that. But you're, you're this, you're broadening this to all agents. Like any agent mm. that comes back from the blip, you're grounded. You're not going anywhere. That's a very, yeah. that's a weird thing. I mean, you would figure if there's anybody that you do want to go out there and explore and figure out what happened, it would be people who disappeared. Right, like, like yeah, you I agree. want, in my opinion, like you want that, even though the knowledge of what happened to them is very limited, and it almost seems like an instantaneous thing from when they vanished to when mm-hmm. they came back. You know, right. still, that's 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 valuable information that they may or may not have. Wouldn't you want to kind True. of explore that a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Just a just yeah. a, just just a theory of mine. I I would. I, I mean, it's, if yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's definitely a theory that makes sense. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be selfish or you're gonna be protective over your daughter and you know purposely just ground her, fine. That I that I I'm completely on board with something like that. Even though I mean, you know, she wouldn't be. But we don't know. we don't know the relationship between her one. and her daughter. We don't know the relationship between her and her daughter very well. We don't know her daughter very well yet. Okay, and fine. my thought is two things. And it's two things that I will use to argue with you because that's why we're here, to argue with each other. <laughs> um, well, again, it, it might come back to something that we've talked about before where you don't have children and I do. So I can understand a situation like that where it's like, hmm, <clears throat> how do I, or even in my job, it's like, if I want to explain somebody something or something to somebody and I want to say, hey, this is protocol, you know, you can't do this because it's just protocol. It takes away the whole, like, um, personal thing about it, where it's like, it's nothing personal. It is nothing personal. It's a protocol that we, we developed. So, you know, okay, I will respect that because my mom created a protocol for everybody, not just singling me out and having it some kind of nepotism thing. Huh. So maybe this is just her way to kind of convince her daughter to obey the rules. 
and do what she needs to do and not try to, you know, say, you know, whatever and, and blow past people. So that's just, that's my theory on it, that her mom did it specifically because she knew how, how her daughter would react to it if it was just some kind of, just because you're my daughter, I'm keeping you safe thing. And I think that's, that's the matter of protocol. When there's a protocol in place, she has to follow it. And she knows I would that. I would much prefer I would much prefer nepotism over what you're describing because what you're describing <laughs> no, is, is greatly irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, I like, guess so. I guess so, but <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. So we get Agent Wu back because she gets sent off to go find do a missing persons case, which to her is like so below her. Because he... I have dro- I have drones follow me. Yeah. When Agent, oh, yeah. okay. Agent Wu. Agent Wu. Magic tricks. <laughs> uh, I think of him. There's a the few things I remember The way that he pulled out the business him. card. The way that he built the business <laughs> card. I was like, oh my God, he's doing magic and uh, this he's is great. He's doing the magic. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I, 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 this guy is, is amazing. Mm. Um, the few things I, that I, I think of is the interview where he played, um, or, you know, the interview with James Franco and Seth Rogen. Uh, where he was Kim Jong over there. And then um, he was Asian Jim in The Office. So if anybody, any Office fans out there would be like, oh, it's Asian Jim, <laughs> which was one of the funniest pranks they ever did um, on Dwight. And then, of course, uh, his character in Ant-Man. So they get to this place, um, Westview, and they're standing outside, and you've got these cops there that are, I don't know, I don't know what they are, how they're there, or why they weren't going further, but they just, you know, we're not having it. <laughs> like Westview doesn't exist. Where are you from? Eastview. Eastview. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So, um, amnesia. <laughs> mm. am- I mean, am- amnesia. Maybe I don't know what it is. It's like something is something is going on. This there. is amnesia. It's this st- is not- this is people. Okay. This is this is a couple of cops who are outside of a town that clearly very much exists with a giant sign, and they're saying Westview doesn't exist. This is amnesia. Right. This is this is Wanda erasing any memory of Westview. Mm-hmm. To the people surrounding this town, and and I don't know why I think it's hilarious that this is in Jersey of all places, <laughs> <laughs> Westview, New Jersey. <laughs> Westview in Eastview, New Jersey. Like, come on. It, it's. I think it's funny. I mean, I, it, no offense to any of you New Jerseyans out there, but we refer to New Jersey as the armpit of America, um, and that's just it's it's New Jersey, and I, and I've driven through Jersey, and I and I heard the whole armpit thing. I'm like, it's probably not that bad, but. For some reason, there is a big, maybe it's just the coast when you drive through New York and get to Jersey, but, oh yeah, you were there with me, weren't you? <laughs> we yeah. drove through Jersey, we went to the, we went to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, but do you remember the overwhelming scent of garbage that was throughout most of Jersey? <laughs> I think this was during the summer, so we had the windows up and the ACs was on, and I don't really remember a smell. Okay, okay. Well, that, that is what I recall. Anyway, sorry, New Jersey. Um, it was great, uh, for us to try your CC's pizza and to go meet the guys from the comic shop, but I will not be, uh, ever purchasing a, um, a air freshener that smells like New Jersey. I'll tell you that. So moving on, uh, Westview won't let them in. And then she pulls out the helicopter drone, which immediately goes, aha. (laughs) And I looked at it and although it looked different, it made perfect sense to me. Perfect sense to me that that yeah. was what we saw later on. Yeah. Um, which they explain later how it happened, and it was it was a very valid point, and it was perfect because if if everything changes, time changes, things change the way they des- their design are does or design is, 
Okay, that makes perfect sense. So that noise they heard was it coming through and then crashing into the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. Um, really interesting. She goes over there, sees the energy field. Woo, you know, pees his pants, <laughs> and then there, you know, there goes or you know, welcome Geraldine to Westview. Um, okay, so cliche as it was, cool. I like the way that it that the energy field looked like it was going into a tube TV, you know, just that that visual there. I was wondering like, if you were going to get that. Listen, I have spent a many nights uh, messing around with old tube television sets back in the 90s, and even today I still have mm-hmm. my tube TV because I'm a, I'm a retro gamer. So oh, yeah. that is very, it is very specific, the way that this design mm-hmm. is. It's, it's, cr- yeah. it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. It's very well done. And it kind of reminded me, like when I thought of it that way, it almost reminded me of uh, what Samara coming out of the TV at the, in the ring. You know, how you can like go through it. And it's just, mm. it's just that, that visual there of using the old tube TV as a, um, some type of force field or energy field. You can go through a different realm or whatever. So I, I like really, she, I really appreciate that. I like when she first like kind of puts her fingertips into the force field. They almost mm-hmm. kind of turn black and white. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it, exactly. it was very. That was really cool the way that that was done. Yeah, visually it was, it was very good. So we get in there, and then <laughs> I, I love the um the conversation as we we kind of cut to there's these people all in the back of a truck, and you've got Cat Denning's character. Oh man, what is her name? I always forget her name. Darcy um, Lewis? But, but, but. Darcy. Darcy, yes. So Darcy in there. We, we were introduced to her and Thor. Yep. Actually, in the Thor movies, she's there. So I don't remember her voice being so high. But anyway, she's in there, and she's, she's talking, and she goes, hey, um, what do you do for work? You know, to one guy, he's like, we're not supposed to talk. <laughs> she's like, okay, great. So she starts asking everybody else, and then she explains, oh, okay, so we've got all these people. We've got a... Um, you know, this physicist and blah, 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 and all that. The guy goes, I'm a, chem- <laughs> I'm a chemical engineer. She's like, no one cares. Because <laughs> the guy was finally, like, afterwards, like, oh, I guess I'll talk. No. <laughs> your time your, your time is come and gone. I don't care. Um, but anyway, we get that she's up there, and you find out she's a doctor now. So good for her. She got through yeah. school. She's no longer an intern. She is now a doctor. Um, uh, Chuck, who was watch- you know, who watched it as well, was like, what happened to Jane? I'm just like, uh, we'll figure out in Love and Thunder, I guess. I guess so. So we'll, we'll get there. Because um, she's been missing for a long time. We haven't seen her since she got the, um, since she got the, uh, the ether sucked out of her butt. Yeah. So um, anyway, we've got this whole response base that's right outside of Westfield, New Jersey. And they're all there. They're ready to go. And just trying to figure out what the whole situation is here. And she walks in and she's got this real way with people where she's, you know, she's got this, I know everything, you know, and I'm going to be, it's, it's a very, I don't know how else to describe it, but millennial. Again, millennials don't take this personally. Technically, I think we fall under the millennial thing, but we're just above, we're just before the millennial, I I don't know, whatever. But it's it's a very millennial way of like, I know more than you, you dinosaur. This is how you guys are. That's really cool. All right, great. See ya type attitude, which she has with pretty much everybody, um, right? Mm. But we get into this whole thing about she's picking up uh, CMBR, which is Cosmic Microwave Background Radiation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. your thoughts on that? Radiation. <laughs> radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it right now. I'm not even going to – I'm not going to dance around it. 
if this thing explodes and that's how we end up with mutants in this world, I'm fine with it. Ooh. Oh. I'm absolutely fine with it. That's really interesting. Well, that's the thing, very the, the interesting. The whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing that I picked up on was radiation. And I'm like, mm. a mutant creating a radioactive world that is, at, at some point, I'm expecting that, you know, the jig is going to be up and everything's going to kind of go awry. So if, wow. if, if, you know if what? something that's... happens with this thing and either the people within this town or within the vicinity of this thing or just, you know, the immediate or even if it just explodes and, and the whole world gets engulfed in this thing somehow, the radioactivity, yeah. if I mean, I'm not expecting it, you know, to cause cancer in millions of people. I'm expecting mutants like that's wow. That's a real that yeah. would be a really clever way to kind of introduce the concept of mutants to this world. I mean, that's, a, that's and we, the and most valid theory I think I've ever heard you have. And we've had <laughs> since we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> thank you. And because we've had conversations before we've had conversations before and I don't think. I don't think either one of us want them to just, you know, bring in all of the characters from Fox like that. I think that would be a little bit lazy. Yeah. I would I would accept mm-hmm. it. There were certain characters that I would love to see again, but this right. would be a really clever way to do it. And if it happens that way, Agreed. I'm I'm good with it. I would be yeah. fantastic with that idea. And even and even then, I'm I'm okay with there being cameos of some of the Fox characters at some point, not cameos, as their yes. characters though. Cameo, not as yes. their character. Like I don't want. I don't want to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Neither I mean, do I. He's been great. He had his time. It's Neither done. Do he I. hung it up. But I, I would not be see... opposed to seeing. I would not be opposed to seeing him play like Logan's dad or something. You know, like something really quick like that. It'd be like, oh, that's a really cool way to do it. You All know, right, kind of so like say... what they did with with Lou Ferrigno in the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk movie. You know, he's the the security guard getting the pizza. You know, something quick like that. I am totally cool with that. What if, yeah. okay, okay, so let me go a little bit. Let me go a step further. You say that you're fine with cameos. You don't want to see them as their characters. Mm-hmm. What if, you know, Michael Fassbender comes in as Wanda's father? That would be awesome. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, I'm, well, just, I mean, I'm just trying be, to get, It like, would a be awesome, line. but then again... I'm just the trying to get, like, I thought, a clear I line. thought they're... Well, I thought their father was Magneto, so their father, that wouldn't be a cameo her, well, per se. In a lot of in a lot of the comics, her fa- their father is Magneto, but that's why I'm asking. Like, if Michael Fassbender mm. comes in and he's their father and he's Magneto in the show, would you would you accept it, or is that like? Because <sighs> I for, think it personally would be, for I me, mean, that's personally mm. for me. I don't think if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna do this, I think Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy are must grabs. Oh, okay. I agree with that too. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm talking about the original X Men. Okay. You know, now that All they've right. done okay. the younger ones, okay. I think I'm okay with with the the younger ones coming in. Okay. All right. I, I think too. I'd be all right with that because you're, you're right. McAvoy and Fassbender were phenomenal. They were phenomenal. Um, but they are my thing is with phenomenal. with with Marsden and Jackman hanging no. it up. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm okay with them with them being done. You know, let S- them let them retire. You know, on top. <laughs> well, I mean. And I'll go, unfortunately, I'll unfortunately, go Cyclops than, didn't get his justice. <laughs> I will go a step further than that. I don't want to see another iteration of Wolverine. That's I'm sorry, but you're. I going think to. that character is done. Mm. I I don't think you do that. I don't think you do. I don't that. know. Right. Keanu no, Reeves you, is eyeing it. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll and they, and <laughs> they did talk about Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, we saw how well he did in. Uh, <laughs> Guns Akimbo. <laughs> oh yeah. 
<laughs> don't watch Guns Akimbo. They should don't watch Guns Akimbo. Just watch the scenes movie. with the homeless guy. Just watch a, the homeless guy scenes. It's, it's horrible. It's when a he's watching horrible a broken movie. TV. Yeah, there's a homeless guy watching a broken TV, and it's the funniest thing in that movie, and it's the only reason why that why I would ever relive anything in that film. That is a horrible so just, movie. So just so we get it, so we're going to tell everybody right now, don't watch the movie, but there's a scene where this, this guy, this guy who's a homeless guy, he play, he's played by that guy, welcome to Jumanji. Never think, I never know that guy's name, but he's hilarious. Um, he's, he's sitting there. And he's and he's watching a TV and he's watching this action stuff that's happening in the actual movie. And you're like, how is he watching real life on TV? And then at one point you realize it's just a shattered, broken TV and he's probably just on a lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Anyway. Hey, while we're talking about TVs, let's get back to this. So with the CMBR, she basically says she's picking up these different signals, this wavelength and it looks like what she could pick up as a, as a regular terrestrial TV signal. So she's like, I need a TV, not flat. So yeah. she needs like an old school TV because she was able to pick it up on some old radar thing, but she needs something that's a little bit more, you know, going to work specifically. Found the old TV and got the signal. Next thing you know, they're watching episode one of WandaVision. Okay. Okay, cool. So now we're back on track with what we see. So we know that they're following along just like we are. I mean, we already knew that because we were following, uh, we saw that there was somebody from S.W.O.R.D. watching them with a notebook and everything right there, trying to see what's going on. So, as she's watching it, she asks, and it, this is what confirms the whole thing with Vision, he's dead, right? Like, he died. Not mm -hmm. blipped, he's like actually dead. Okay. So, we're getting, we're getting a timeline, we're understanding that like everybody knows Vision is gone. He's, he didn't just disappear. They don't know that. We all know that Vision is just no longer in existence. Okay. Again, further pushing, into the, pushing the point that Wanda is doing all of this. Okay. Wanda is doing this. Is that better? <laughs> Wanda's doing this. She wants to live in her little fake bliss yes. of having a regular family with Vision. Yes. She wanted to have that. Everything was taken from her parents, her brother, Vision. All of these things were destroyed from, and taken away from her, and she just wants to have some shred of normalcy, and she has the power to do it. So that's where we're, we're getting everything here. And it's funny because you got what was like, so the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Yes, somehow it did that. That's part of the CMBR, because they were saying CMBR was, uh, what, energy created from the Big Bang that created life, created all this yes. stuff? Yes, yes. And again, I think that does further... Um, add to your theory about this being what's going to, what could um, create the mutant gene, you know, or put it in people or whatever, you know, basically uh, bring anything that's dormant out would be this. I mean, as we've seen from like DC stuff, there's always some big like explosion, some kind of, you know, whatever the particle accelerator blows up and, and flash. And that's what creates all these um, metahumans and everything. Well, hey, something like this with all this CMBR could blow and that would that could potentially create mutants. You know, it could any of those dormant genes that are sitting can just be blown up and you know exaggerated into an actual mutation. Okay. Mm, no, yeah, I could right. buy that. The, yep. I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really digging your theory, and I'm and I'm thinking that would be a really cool way to do it. I, I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be thinking about this one for a while. Um. Anyway. Um. So they start identifying the roles, all the supporting actors in the show. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, like, okay, this is so-and-so, that's so-and-so. 
you know, I'm wondering if these are people who were uh, blipped at one point, thought they were dead, or maybe they are dead, and she's reanimated them just I to make some kind of life. Just, I think these might just be the the original inhabitants of Westview. Well, the reason why I'm thinking maybe, maybe not is because Wanda just wants to have a normal life, and she's and if if all of these people were alive, um, then people would be looking for them. You would think amnesia. Right? <clears throat> yeah, there's the amnesia thought, but I mean, you no, know, Superman's not going around kissing everybody in every movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling so. you, man. There's a reason why. There's a reason why at the beginning of the episode we get that scene with the two officers that have absolutely no recollection of this right. town that they're clearly standing right in front of. There's a reason that that was there. This is true. This is, okay, so if Wanda has mm-hmm. the ability to create a town. And the people within the town are kind of questioning things, and you, you get the thing with um that herb character, um uh, the the neighbor yeah. at the end there, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, going on about some things, and Agnes, more on her in a second. Agnes, you know, very quickly shuts him up. There's something right. a little bit more going on that involves memory, in my opinion. That's just me. True. Now, but it could, it could also be they all think they're dead because of a blip thing, or they're real dead. And this is my theory on it, and why. If if she knows they're dead, or supposed to be dead, or whatever the case is, she knows people wouldn't be looking for them anymore. So she would be the only person who's really alive, per se. Um, there was a theory I read that somebody thinks that she's actually taken Vision's body and she's just puppeting him, and that's why she saw him look like that. I think it's I, just a flashback of her I guilt. agree with that. No, I, I absolutely believe that. She, I think she's puppeting Vision's body. You think she's puppeting a dead body? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. There's, there's, right. Again, there's a reason why you saw him dead. Well, I thought that was just a flashback of reality to her because she was starting to break down the walls of the the fake reality. Well, that's exactly what happened, though, because she has this she has this moment where she completely, you know, breaks character to, you know, kind of um, push out uh, Monica, you know, and Mm -hmm. and in that moment, she is no longer she is no longer Wanda. You know, she mm-hmm. is she is Scarlet Witch, and when she turns right, around and right. she sees Vision, it's 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 a it's a character break. So that I absolutely. So what I'm getting a lot, with. what I'm getting think, a lot in this episode, especially as it goes on. I mean, we'll get there too, but still, um, it's it's very, it's very Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know, we are starting to see this other side of of Wanda, which is not Wanda; it's Scarlet Witch. Yes, I'm like okay. You know, we're we're starting to get more into that because she is she's lost it. She's actually lost it here. She's oh, not she's fighting gone. for good. She's, she's fighting for she's, she's for gone. selfishness. Yeah, <laughs> she's gone. Anyways, well, she's not gone. She's just very traumatized. You know, and she's she was trying to keep it together, but then things get in the way that take her back. And it it just all makes sense with all of the no stop. You know, help him. Like all these things where she's breaking things out and she's getting out of character. Where you see her just switch to you know reality. And when she switches to reality, she's she's acting very much like a trauma victim who's just like, just do this. Hurry, just do this now so we can get back to my fake life that we've created. So I so. want to touch on I want to touch on a couple of things. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why I believe that all these people are actually alive and they're just, you know, the inhabitants of, of Westview. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If they were dead or they were blipped, mm-hmm. even if they were blipped, they would have they would have come back. They would have been reanimated. If they're right. dead, 
there's this there's the whole scene where they're the sword and the FBI they're identifying all of these characters that they're seeing on television and they're matching their faces on TV with their mm-hmm. actual real life IDs. Right. I'm pretty sure that if they were dead, you would have gotten, hey, this person isn't alive anymore. Like, you would have gotten a line like that. This show has been incredibly paying attention to detail. That's something that absolutely would have happened. Something else that I noticed. What I'm wondering about that, and because we know, as we've seen in the trailer, that Agnes's character, as she develops and everything, at one point she basically says, oh, because you're dead. Like me but or whatever. He it's says like, that he, exactly, and I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Mm-hmm. Agnes is the only character up on that wall that does not have an ID matched with her photo. Oh, okay. Hmm. She's the only one. Okay. They have about hmm. they have a good they have a good dozen characters that they have matched up with photo. This person is actually this person, or this person's playing this person, but they're actually this person. And there is this right. there is this wall of. Here is the person. Here is their actual, you know, government issued ID. Agnes is the only one that doesn't have an ID matched. She's right. the only one. That's weird. That's there's a reason for that. And we've said since mm-hmm. the jump that Agnes is she's somebody, and especially with her husband Ralph, that he's never been seen. And I want to know what's going on with Ralph. Like she's she's somebody. <laughs> she's somebody, okay. and I'm really wondering, like, who is she? And she's also, you know, kind of kind of a driving force for mm-hmm. Wanda not being herself. We get the scene right. where we get the scene in the first episode where she's all about, you know, Wanda envision getting down so she can get pregnant. We get the scene in the second episode where Wanda says, Well, maybe I'll just go to this party and be myself. And no, 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 don't be yourself and blah 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 blah. Right. We right. get the episode we, we, we get the, we get the third episode where she's very Hmm. Reluctant of Herb telling Vision anything outside of what he's supposed to be talking about. Like, right. don't tell him, okay, I gotta go, Peachy Keen, and she rides off on her bike. Right, 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 right. I spoke before about somebody is purposefully, you know, editing the footage that's coming out of this thing. I don't think it's her, but I think she does have something to do with it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, possibly. Definite possibility. So, let's see. So we're going through it there. Yeah. They, um, they found Monica there when they were looking through the footage. And like, oh, there she is. She's just hanging out, right? And, um, you know, they go through the whole thing. Like, oh, they found the drone. It must have been retro because it didn't fit with the aesthetics <laughs> of, this, of the show. And then why was it colorized? Well, we didn't color it. That's just how it showed up. Okay. That's an interesting take on that, you know, it why is. it didn't just go black and white like Geraldine was black and white. Okay. It's interesting that only certain things um, stayed, stayed uh, in color, mm. even though they, they retroed. I don't know. I, I think, you know, actually, no, never mind. Reason being is because it, it really shocked Wanda, and she didn't change it. I don't know. I think that it caught her off guard, so she didn't. Yeah, it. no, I get, I get what you mean. I get mm. what you mean. But then I'm wondering why the helicopter was colored because. Well, that's what I'm saying. She didn't the, change it. That's she why. didn't change it. She didn't change it. But because at first I was thinking maybe it's just anything that's foreign that doesn't belong. But then the beekeeper the wasn't black and white. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so the it's, beekeeper, it's... Monica, Geraldine, rather, whatever. Mm. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. Those, the, well, I think we'll get more into it, too. I don't think they're going to leave it there and just, just move on. But right. Anyway, so we get this whole thing where um, um, basically you've got uh, Darcy and Wu there, and she's like, we can communicate with them using this radio thing. We can get through to the radio if we get it at this time. They read through the script. Where are we? Here we are. Okay. Um, and that's the voice we hear is Jimmy, is Jimmy Wu going, Wanda, Wanda, you know, who's doing this to you, Wanda? You know, and they, free, they kind of freak out. And the entire scene where she drops the glass and cuts her hand is cut, jump cut, right to her saying, you clean up, you, you know, how do you get the blood out of there? You do it yourself. Yeah. You know, from episode two. And we're like, oh. That's interesting that it just cuts. Mm. And Darcy's like, wait, what just happened? What the heck was that? Okay. So, okay. So that's the cut that you're referring to. That makes sense. Um, but I like where they did it because we see that the cuts are done. I bet you if we went back to the whole stop it, stop it, stop it scene, there'd be a cut there too. It was weird that that wasn't, that they didn't pick up on that earlier. Right. Like that wasn't right. a scene well, that they well, watched. You know what I mean? Because well, they, they, they it's first... probably the first ep- the first episode they they were still trying to get the whole thing up and running, so they might have missed that part. And Maybe. it was the second episode they really cut into. Maybe. So that yeah. would make sense. Yeah. Um because the second episode is where the beekeeper shows up. So not a beekeeper, we find out. Which makes sense. It retroed this person going through. And I thought that the, the old school plastic jump rope that we used to have in gym class when we mm. were in elementary school is what the cable turned into when they pulled it back. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that you was know, Obviously, cool. they wouldn't have some, some guy in the future with a, you know, a cable pulling him back in some space suit, you know, looking like he's, you know, he's an E.T. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so I thought that was really, really cool. You see him look, and then she says no, and then it kind of cuts out, and then they're, they're back at the, you know, they're back on the couch again, and it cuts to the end. Okay. So anyway, really, really cool. But then we get to the, as I refer to, like, here, here we go. This is the meat and potatoes. This is like the whole thing we've been trying to get to here is like, what is going on? What happens where we missed it with her and Geraldine? Um, I was expecting a little more, but we got a, we only got a little tiny bit more, but the whole thing is, who are you? What's going on? No, you you know, you need to get out of here. So we jump cut to the end credits. Okay. Who are you? It's the end. And then they're at the credits, and Darcy's like, no, 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 no. But we actually get to see what we missed. Yes. And, it, and it, the style shifts. The camera is not sitcom anymore. We're seeing real stuff. I mean, real stuff as far as <laughs> uh, The aspect cinema. ratio changes. Um, the aspect ratio right. Everything changes from 4.3 to 16.9, and yeah. Yeah. So this gets really, really cool. We see it, and then, you know, she's, how could you know about Ultron? You're not my neighbor. You're a trespasser, and I want you to leave. Wanda just breaks. Yep. She completely breaks character and then just sh- sends her right out. Goodbye. She's gone. And then, you know, she flies through the walls. Very, very well shot. I love that scene. You know, it was, very, it was almost like Superman looking, like Man of Steel style, just like poof, 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 through the walls, you know. And then she's out, goes through the thing, and that's it. Wanda looks around. She's like, oh, all right, I got to fix these walls up, you know. Fixes them up, but you see the way she does it is very sinister, mm-hmm. you know. Where she's like, I'm covering this up, which we did see at the end of the last episode where she's like, oh, she left, honey, had to rush out, you know, just like, oh, my God, what's going on here? So I love the way they did an entire episode that brings us right back to the end of the last episode. 
You know, it's very well timed and put together. This episode seemed really quick, though. I don't know. I don't. I didn't look at the timestamp on it, but it seemed to go pretty quickly, um, just because of the amount of of information that was in it. I think it yeah. just flew by. Yeah. Um. So she covers it back up. Now, what was interesting, though? Well, actually, no. Never mind. That's not interesting at all. Somebody had a question for me. Um, Chuck was asking, "How come Monica's still wearing the '70s clothes?" I'm like, "Well, the same reason why the jump rope came back. You know, it's just like once it goes through, it's just that's what it is now. Yeah, it got changed and doesn't. So there is that. But when we see Wanda look up and see Vision, and that's when we see. Uh, I'm sorry, but this scene always like there were two things that that freaked me out in the um in like the the Avengers like Endgame and and Infinity War. Thanks a lot, Chuck. I'm saying Xfinity War, jerk. Infinity War is the scene where where Thanos kills Loki. You know, it was very a lot more graphic than I expected in a Disney film. Um. When he, when he chokes him out and his eyes are bulging, like mm-hmm. that freaked me out. And then the scene where, where Vision, where he takes the Mind Stone out of Vision and Vision just goes gray with white eyes. Like that, yeah. that freaked me out. And of course, <laughs> of course they bring it back in this. So as, as if the creep factor wasn't already up to 11 in the show, they, she looks up and sees dead Vision. And he's yes. like, what's going on? And you just see the white dead, dead eyes and the skull crushed. It was awesome. Um, it was, it was awesome. I love this. I love this. And, and I love into... it. F- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I have, I love it for more than what, first of all, the visual of it was amazing. Second of all, it oh, makes yeah. so much more sense now because right. we've been wondering exactly what's going on with Vision and he's, he's inquisitive and he has to have answers for everything, but there are certain things that he kind of can't piece together. Well, it makes mm-hmm. sense if he's being puppeted and half of his brain is missing. Like the, all, the, all right. the computing power just isn't there for him to fully grasp everything that's going oh, on. Man. So yeah. it, it makes a lot more sense now. It's it, it was it was very well done. It's very, right. very well done. And I do. I, I agree with your buddy. I do think that Wanda's is just kind of puppeting him around. And it's like, well, that wasn't again, that was just some the, theory I read online. It's yeah. well, okay. Then you read a theory online that is being puppeted. I completely agree with that, and it goes back yeah. to the whole, you know, wit being a witch and you know, glamoring everything to make it seem like it's something different. There's been mm-hmm. you know instances of that that's been going on. So yes, I I fully fully believe that you know, Dead Vision is just being is a puppet right now. It's very that just, that just makes the whole thing so much more twisted. <laughs> it just it makes it so much more sick. Yeah. Yeah. Just like everything. I mean, it's it's weird enough that he's a synthesoid, you know, <laughs> and they're having a relationship. It's even weirder that it's a dead synthesoid. It's a synthesoid corpse that she's living with as a husband. That's just that's just so much more sick. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it there. But uh yeah, no, and the more I think about it and the more we discuss it, yeah, it does make sense that she is puppeting him. Um and yeah, it's it's just twisted. Anyway, um, they have this dialogue back and forth. She's like, this is our home. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, don't worry about it, darling. I have everything under control. Yeah. Okay. And there's so also, that's the, just line, like, this is also yeah. the line of, you know, we don't have to do this. We can go anywhere. And it's no, we have to stay right here. Very, very, mm-hmm. the, the, way that, the way that that line was delivered was very sinister. This. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this episode... I've watched this episode like four times already. This is mm. absolutely incredible. Like just the way that 
the way that certain television shows usually do info dumps, it's very lackluster. This found mm. a really great way to deal with everything, and I'm, I'm, yes, yes, I want more. I want more of right. this. This was amazing. Right. Yeah. So they've they've really they've really brought everything together here, where we're, you know, it was as you said the slow burn. You know, I think for for us, it was so well worth it because of yes. the way they did it. You know. Yes. Um, personally, I think it was done very well to the point where I, I feel like the people who are behind this, like Kevin Feige, um, they watch, I, I feel like they sit there and they do it and then they watch it back as if they never even did it. And they go, Ooh, perfect timing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's, you can tell these are people who enjoy watching it too, you know, not just like, I'm going to make a movie and whatever, you know, like they, they enjoy what they're doing and they will sit there and watch it and have goosebumps when it comes together. You know, because they're fans of what they're doing, just like you know, Filoni and um, and Favreau. Um, my favorite picture is it's, it's a picture of two kids playing with Star Wars toys. They get like ad at walkers, and it's just like, and it just says like a, a rare photo of Dave Filoni and um, John Favreau um, planning the next episode of The Mandalorian or something <laughs> like that. Um, and it's just it's just like these two random kids playing with toys. You know, and that's mm. what it feels like here. It's like they're really just enjoying what they're doing and they're putting out some really good stuff. Yeah. And it's, and it's been that since, you know, since the beginning of it. So they're getting to a point where they've, I mean, it, it's weird. I've never really been, I've never been so interested in something so mainstream before. You know, because if you look at it, it's Disney, it's mainstream. Like this is something that people are watching. It's the, it's the thing right now, you mm-hmm. know, between Baby Yoda, everybody calls it. Still, and you know, Grogu and all of the stuff with WandaVision. I feel like Grogu got more love than WandaVision. I haven't heard too much chatter about WandaVision, not as much as I had about The Mandalorian. But then again, it's still pretty early. You know, WandaVision is only four episodes in. So, well, I mean, I don't know. WandaVision, not- I, I, I can understand that. WandaVision doesn't have this cute, marketable puppet that you can just push out to the masses right now. No, like, there's no, no doll. No, that you they, can have go this, out and buy. they have this ugly, dead synthesoid puppet, is what they have. <laughs> 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 Very different. <laughs> so, hey, you know, they, ha- they, have their, they have their cutesy side and they have their dark side. Thanks, mm. Disney. But anyway, um,. So of course I'm I'm surprised you haven't just jumped right to it, but uh, interesting song choice for the end, huh? Voodoo Child, dude. It starts right off. I'm like, is yeah. that Voodoo Child? And I'm like, yeah. oh man, I, I was pretty happy with it. Again, you know, the the choice of the song worked out really well because you know you're kind of you're hearing it and you're like, okay, this person is just like again, it kind of brings back that sinister feel. Not that. That Hendrix is sinister, but now they're not doing some cutesy thing. They're doing a rock song. Like, yeah, I've got this covered. All right, I'm doing this. Voodoo Child, okay. Obviously has the meaning there because she's, you know, magic or whatever, you know. Right. Okay. I can see where it makes some sense and comes together. Um, and it's just a great song anyway, you know. It's a, it's a good song. So um, I would have to rate this episode up there. It was probably, one of the, well, probably the best episode they have because they have all the elements together. They, um, they explained things, but still kept some stuff secret, you know? Um, if they went ahead and just, like, lifted the veil for everything right now, I'd be very disappointed because it's only four episodes into a nine-episode nine show. Is it nine episodes? No. Is it nine or 16? It's not I 16. It's nowhere near no, 16. No, no. I think it's nine. No, no. I, I want to say it's nine or 12. I don't know. E- either way, um, I forgot what they... they 
announced it was going to be. But regardless, they're only four episodes in. So how much can you really reveal and make the episode still, like, gripping uh, as they come out? So I'm glad that they've revealed as much as they have. But it just only makes me think that there's going to be a lot more to reveal, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what I'm excited about. If they've already revealed this much in one episode, how much more have they not shown us yet? And so far, they haven't disappointed. So um, I'm definitely excited to see where they go and how they reveal it. No, I agree. I think um, moving forward, even if you do like, even if you do a thing where you're still moving forward in time, like if we move into the eighties, right? And you oh, they have, are. Like, that's the, that's the next episode. Ex- yeah, the they're, they're. I know that they're going to be moving into the eighties. And even if you do this thing where part of the episode is in the eighties, part of the episode is in the real world, and it's everybody trying to mm-hmm. figure out what's going on, I would even be happy with that. Right. I wouldn't oh, be. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be disappointed. I don't. Mm-hmm. If they did, if they did, like, just abandon the storyline of what's going on on the outside and they just went back to focusing on moving forward decade by decade, that would that would bother me a little bit. Because, like you said, the veil has already been lifted a little bit. I don't want to yeah, go backwards go back. now. Yeah, I don't want to go back. You've already opened now. up Pandora's box. You can't put it back in. Exactly. You know, we, we know what's going on here. So, uh, <clears throat> and, I mean, and if you, I mean, if you look at some of the images that they've already released, you can clearly see somebody looking at it through a, a screen. Mm-hmm. So we're we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing a lot more of Wanda recognizing that she's being watched. Yeah. And it's going to be connecting as we go on. And it's 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 really, really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm interested in seeing how they do it. Um with but still keeping the feel of the first few episodes, but you know, but also allowing some new things to come out. So no, it's, funny. it's funny. So funny the guy just... the, the guy who's directed some of this directed these episodes. He did. He did one episode of The Boys. Did he? Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. And a few other things. I mean, Game of Thrones. Uh, he did some stuff there. Hmm. Um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So he's got a, a pretty decent um, background in some other stuff. Fargo. There you go. Fargo. Mad Men. Um, okay. House. New Girl. So yeah. Um, okay. He's got okay, a good I background. And you can it. tell it's yeah. coming together. But anyway. All of that coming together, I just want to say that, yeah, I think if they can find a good balance of what we've already known and all the new stuff coming in, then this can this can really break, you know, break the mold for what TV shows are doing as far as, as this goes um, in this in this realm. You know, it's I think they already so have. far. It's very it's they have. It's very, very innovative. Yes. Very innovative. And it's and it's done in a way that makes sense based on the characters. there. like, again, we can always go back to the ridiculousness of of superman where he's building walls with his eyes and it's like wait that doesn't make sense he never had that power and you know but here it's like okay these things all kind of line up based off what we know and then as things are are revealed it's not just some you know kiss of forgetfulness you know or spinning around the world a bunch of times and and undoing an entire two movies worth of stuff you know (laughs) so i i I hate to to rip on on superman but it's Oh no! There's, rip there's away. tons I, of flaws in it. <laughs> I, I hate Superman. So rip away. I could oh, you're the one who got that. me into those movies. What the um? Well, that's because the um the Sal kind. Yeah, yeah. The Sal, those Sal kind movies, they're campy, but they're good. And and Christopher Reeves is amazing as Superman. So he is. But other other than other than that, the the concept of Superman, I am not a fan of. I've never been a fan of the concept behind Superman. He's way too powerful. I just I've never yeah. I've never particularly liked it. 
I want to go back to something that you said a little while ago. Um, what exactly Wanda's response is going to be and how she's going to react to being watched or, or when she realized she's being watched. Mm-hmm. I'm not even 100% sure that she knows that she's being broadcasted to, you know, a certain area as a sitcom. No, no. And I think that's what comes down to the whole thing about the CMBR is mm. because that's there, that's what's kind of creating this on top of it. So, so it, it's part of her, it's part her and part like this, this phenomenon that she's not completely aware of, of how it's happening. I'm so wondering, I think is she's, it, so is it like, she's is manipulating it, it. Is it localized like a sure. UHF signal? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was Probably thinking is. too. That's my thought. Yeah. But UHF, man, this... that's a good movie. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, pretty I, much, I'm pretty done for the episode. <laughs> so am I. I'm <laughs> done. I gotta go. I, my kids, my kids are upstairs hanging out, just twiddling their thumbs, waiting for me. So, anyway, it's been fun. Hey, if you guys enjoyed our conversation, you've got some input, some things you want to throw our way, some theories. You want to tell us that we're dumb? You want to tell us that you like what we say? Hey, reach out. You can reach out to us on our Facebook, um, right there, Black and White Productions 2019 uh, on Facebook, or um, message us directly if you know us. Um, Send and us an email yeah, at blackandwhitecommentaries at gmail.com. Yep, there we can do it that way too. Um, tons of ways you can get in touch with us. You know, it's it's really, really cool. So far, we haven't been throwing ads at you or anything like that with our stuff because, you know, we like to keep things free, but that may change sometime. I don't know, you know, because people have been listening and we have been getting some responses. Um, we are planning on doing some other movies at some point soon, which is pretty cool. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, one thing I will say if you primarily listen to us only on Facebook, if you're going through the Facebook, um, there may be some reviews that you didn't hear because they weren't automatically posting. We're having some uh, posting glitches. Uh, so feel free to check us out on Podbean or check us out on like our Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, any of those. Uh, Pandora. Pandora seems to be getting a lot of hits. So any of those errors, you can check and see what we've put up. But I just wouldn't, I would say don't rely uh, solely on Facebook because some of those things haven't been going up there on social media, not just Facebook. Sorry, that's just the one that I I manage. Will's got the Twitter. So anyway, it's been great. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll, we'll be back soon. Have a good one, everybody. 